Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Ellen Aguirre, and we're here today to talk about The Challenge, All-Stars, Season 3, Episode 6. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? The Canadian Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello, hello. And the vivacious Vermontian Zoe. Hi, everyone. We got ourselves another episode of Challenge All-Stars, and the rivalries in this episode were heated. Uh, we saw like people winning the challenges, going after their enemies, some heated back and forth. We had a birthday party, we had some 50 cent, a lot going on, a bit of an underwhelming elimination, but as a whole, it was a pretty good episode with big outcomes. How are you guys feeling? Chugging right along. I feel like this is another solid season. Yeah, like you said, the rivalries took center stage, and that was what dominated all of my attention in that episode. But, um, I'm looking forward to see how it uh, shakes out over the next couple weeks. I I thought it was a solid episode. Probably not like my favorite. Um, you know, we'll get into elimination type things that upset me. But, you know, all in all, revving his talk about it. All right. Do you guys want to dive into the men's, the big men's rivalry or the big women's rivalry first? Because we, we're going to just jump straight to the episode. And those two things were at the forefront from the beginning. Take your pick. Let's go. Ladies first. Ladies first. Come back from the elimination. Uh, we have Sylvia jokingly telling Johnny, oh, and now the sabotage is going your way. Like, ha, 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 ha. And it's like, and Johnny's like, wait, really? And she's like, no, it's actually just going to go to Kellyanne. And Sylvia feels comfortable saying that because she doesn't like Kellyanne and because they're, they're, it's already known they're going after them. Kellyanne sees that. Disgusted. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was a bit of a rude comment, but it, it got the ball rolling to start off. Kellyanne's face, uh, if I could frame that and just like put it in the corridors of my heart. So funny. Like she, I get it. Like I, in her position, I'd be mad too, but like, she can't take a joke like at all. She just was so upset. Well, and again, we go back to if she doesn't say that, then she's fake. And she does, so she's mean. So she can't really win. I appreciate her honesty. I was amused by it. Kellyanne clearly was not. I thought it was funny because it's like it felt very much like an old school challenge comment rather than like a new thing, like a new school challenge thing where it'd be like, you said this about me on Instagram, so I'm going to throw the sabotage your way. They were just like, nope. We're just going to be catty, and I truly feel like this whole, like, Treehouse versus Kellyanne thing, I think it'll just be something that happens, like, on the show rather than so much in outside life. Unless you're Kellyanne, who is <laughs> avidly on Instagram making comments about people months after filming. And I, let me just say, people have come at me in the comments and have been like... <laughs> if they don't talk about the show, it's a it's a losing situation. If they do, they're bitter months later. I get it's a weird middle ground. I really do. But the difference is how affected you appear when you talk about it. Like, you can totally have discourse on, like, what's happening on the show. In fact, you should. But, like, targeted, directed, added, like, really emotion-driven comments? So crazy, Kellyanne. Ooh. Yeah, making yourself a victim and... It's it, it's just a little much. And like you said, she's clearly very affected by it. And I mean, 
whatever. If that's if that's what you're gonna do to stay getting cast on this show moving forward, then so be it. Like, that's fine. But uh, don't expect anyone to think that makes you like calm, cool, and collected. What bothers me about it is like she didn't have all this bark and bite when Kendall was still there. When Kendall was still there, she's like, I have to protect Kendall. I'm not the victim. I swear. Kendall's the victim. As soon as Kendall is like sent packing, she's like, hey, wait a minute. It's been building up since like that second or third challenge. She's been getting more and more frustrated. And I think that in, in like in recent weeks, it's really just come off as Kellyanne being bitter. But this week we saw I think a turning of the tides with the edit where they show her having, you know, the Skype call with her boyfriend. And you could really feel like, well, the Treehouse Alliance is really in power. She's really on the outside where she's not even connecting with Johnny or Naya that much. It really does feel like it was Kellyanne versus the world in this episode, or, or at least Kellyanne fully believes that. And Kellyanne, in most seasons she's on, she's usually on the outside looking in, which is it's par for the course. I mean, back in the day when she's going against Johnny Bananas, it's very easy to root for Kellyanne. When she's going against uh, these women who are just playing the game a bit cutthroat strategically, it's hard to root for her. I agree, and I feel like if she like had taken the stance of wow, that really sucked when I was in the game. I felt like my back's against the wall, but I'm viewed as a threat. Like, they really wanted to get me out, as opposed to this is mean girl mentality and you ganged up on me. It's like, no, this is a show based on alliances and and game moves. Um, But I feel like she did get some justice this episode, so I'll let her have that. Yeah. And now let's talk about the other rivalry going on, which we've been talking about for weeks, and it's Brad versus MJ. And I just uh, wish you... (laughs) I, I love it so much because, like, they kind of are – they really are multidimensional characters. They're not just, like, random people who are beefing over, like, Instagram followers. They keep calling each other scared throughout the episode. And when and I feel like when you call your opponent scared, you're basically saying, I'm terrified myself. Well, I was just going to say, they're both scared. Like, that is clear as day, that they're both – like, it's important to them. The money's important to them. A lot is on the line. And that fear is totally natural and normal. But, yeah, I think it's fair, fair to say that both of them are scared of each other at this point. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say that, like, they came into the season disliking each other. I think there was just one rogue sabotage that set the ball in motion. And now it's like, whoa, I don't like you and you don't like me. Like, they'd probably be great friends outside the house in any other circumstance. But, yeah, they, they're both threats to one another. Brad finally got in some like some like licks towards MJ where I was like, that's actually funny. He was like claiming that his knee injury is not really real. He's like, I don't know what's real with him. Is his hair even real? And I just like looked at the screen. I was like, is your beard even real? (laughs) I don't know why that was my response, but I have to like stand daddy MJ all the time. It's great, too, because they're both great competitors. They actually do have families that they mention and they care about. And it's just like they're not just these random people there's layers to why they want to win on top of just pride and ego and man both these dudes have massive egos i mean uh it's it's just part of the game uh we move on to the episode we get to the daily challenge and the sabotage comes into play let's just talk about mark's sabotage first because it's the more boring one he says who wants to sabotage it's going to mj anyway but who wants it mj claims it MJ used this because, like, well, that's an excuse for if I lose. And also, I'm going to prepare myself for elimination. Pretty simple. You know that person that always says, I'm such a good person. And they're, like, the worst person you know. Me? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But, like, that's how I view Mark Long in the sense of, like, 
he is so just and wants everything to be right that he either a spoke with MJ beforehand and wanted to look like a good guy or B just really cannot make a critical decision to sabotage someone. And that drives me nuts. Like I get that it's the boring choice and MJ should have never said yes, but it's like, you're taking out the gameplay. Do you not have any target? Like, are you just coasting? Yes. Well, that's his game. That's what he does. That's true. He sets up a bunch of shields around him and then he just watches as they fall. I wish for like a viewer's sake that MJ hadn't fallen on that sword. I would have liked to see Mark have to say something just for once. Well, that's, you know, I, I hate to perpetuate the whole narrative of like Mark being the Godfather, but like that's what the Godfather did. He had all these people surrounding him. I'd ha I like to note. I had a very, very hard time taking both Mark and Naya seriously this episode because of the Tostitos commercial that they did for the MTV Awards. And I don't know if everyone else saw this, but it was bad. It sure was. Oh, no. <laughs> was it regular Tostitos or Tostitos scoops? Regular. Oh. <laughs> like that matters. I love I love I love the scoops. They're really well, yeah, they're true. very. There they're, it is. They're way yeah, better. They're, they're very handy too. They're just they're 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 an amazing ship. You can make uh, them into like their own little nacho bowl. I've done that before. Anyways, so this commercial, just very poor acting, and they both admit, well, Naya at least admits that she needs like acting classes, but, ooey, Rick. <laughs> All right. Yep. We need to get them some Tercia soups commercials so they can recoup it. All right. So uh, <laughs> the female sabotage is where things go bad. Uh, Sylvia looks at the challenge. She's like, okay, there's gonna be there's gonna be water, there's gonna be puzzles, there's gonna be a mental element to this game. I saw Kellyanne try to build a star earlier this season and she freaked out. She had a complete meltdown. There's no use on using a sabotage on her because this girl does not know what a star looks like. <laughs> she sees John A. She's like, well, John A is really smart. I want the treehouse to win. I'm gonna throw it on John A. If the goal is to get a treehouse win, that is the most loyal and rational move. I want to, I want to note that because this went catastrophic for Sylvia. Like her sabotage was used, like the execution was so poorly, but the rationale there on paper wasn't too bad. Agreed, 100%. I thought it made perfect sense. And she was right about Kellyanne freaking out in puzzles. Like that that's 100% accurate. It, just because it didn't go her way doesn't mean that it wasn't the right move. I agree, and I feel like the only element that actually threw a, like a wrench into this plan is that people got eliminated as the daily went on, because if every single woman continued to compete, I'm still not sure we would have had the same results, but we just narrowed down the playing field, and the puzzle was the last thing. I did enjoy that part of the daily because it did reward people for you know, doing well in certain portions, so I did like that element, but you're right. It did affect the game. I want to say this. On paper, for the treehouse, best move possible. Because the treehouse is her alliance, and Sylvia is an extremely loyal player. She plays for her entire alliance. That's what she did with the Lavender Ladies. She's doing it with the treehouse now. But for her individual game, it was an awful social move. Because it made her John A's number one enemy now. Kellyanne already didn't like her. So basically, Sylvia guaranteed that if she did not win the Daily Challenge herself, she would be the treehouse member going into elimination. I have to disagree with everyone. I don't think strategically it was a great move to put Shawnee in, only because Shawnee was put into the elimination 
and got to like pick Beth to come in, right? That put her on Sylvia's good side already. And so she could have just used like, hey, I let you like take out Beth, who was saying all these awful things about your family and about MJ. And then I didn't sabotage you. She could pull her into the treehouse. You could have another you could have another person. If Kellyanne's like your main target. It was just it was just a misplay, I think, just as a whole. Like looking back, like I, I don't know. It was it was just I like the thinking on paper. It was rational. She was trying to think of her alliance, but she didn't think about herself, and that's where it went wrong. Uh, the daily challenge plays out, and we're going we're gonna to talk about the men first because it was the more boring one. And basically, Brad dominated the whole way through. He was second to get his code. He finished paddleboarding faster than everyone, and he did the puzzle with complete ease. Like, Brad, he's been stunning this season. This is one of the strongest male casts ever, and he continues to be at the top each time, no matter what it is, and I'm amazed. He blew me away. Blew me away. Bionic Brad, 100% accurate nickname. He is just absolutely killing it. I can't help but feel like mm, he's killing it in all these dailies. Is he going to flop if he gets to a final? But, like, super, super credit to Brad. He just crushed it. There's no other way to put it. He's just really focused this time. Sorry. I just wanted to note that. He seems, like, much more focused. Yeah, I agree. And I'm so impressed by him. And I can't remember which one of you said this. So chime in if it was you. But Brad, I'd never considered this. This is not an original thought. But Brad plays at the level that people around him are playing. Like Vendetta's Brad. Like it's Pizzagate. It's Britney. It's whatever. But he's with top tier competitors. And he's really like coming to the occasion. And uh, I also really liked how he kicked the puzzle which was a direct ripoff of the Survivor puzzle. It like gave me Michelle Fitzgerald flashbacks of her winning that puzzle twice. Uh, but I'm really impressed by him. And at this point in the season, he is who I want to see win for the men, just because he's been smart. He's made some good moves. He's performed in dailies. Even when he probably would be safe if he didn't win, he still goes out and tries to win. So I'm loving him this season. It's a, it's a how the tables have turntabled it's <laughs> really throwing me off it really shows me like how much it will affect my view of a challenger uh depending on the proximity of time in which they've slept with uh old buck wild britney mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it does affect their their game Oh, yeah. It shows me how fickle I am, like a Gemini through and through, because I'm like, yeah, Team Brad, let's get it. <laughs> he's after our MJ, and we're like, hey, wait a minute. No, he's I, doing I, really well. He, he's, he's been so much better. Like, they, they aren't even in the same league when you watch them compete. Like, it's not even like Brad is just surpassing, like, everyone on this cast, and it's just, it's unbelievable. I, I Like, I, I've always had, like, a lot of respect for Brad as a competitor, but, man, he's just looked so good this season. Uh, let's get into the female heat because it, it was literally all over the place. Wait, can uh, I make one note about the men's? How cute was that very edi- very edited like Nehemiah and Wes moment? That they're like uh, Moana. Their Moana moment was so cute. Oh, you're disgusted, Zoe. Talking. They weren't even talking. They it was like <laughs> this voiceover uh, with the weird background. And they were <laughs> having a moment the entire time they're on those paddle boards. They didn't look at each other. They didn't talk to each other. They didn't, talk, they didn't laugh. That do- doesn't mean it wasn't a moment. You've, ha- you've never had a moment just being near someone in their proximity. Not less. 
or Nehemiah, frankly. I, I love them because, like, they are really, like, they have nothing in common, but they're just best friends, and they have been for, 15, for 16, 17 years, and I just love that about them. They're the, I, I they're just like love that it. high school yeah. best friend. Yeah. You know, that, like, one person you meet in high school, shout out to Sandra McDonald. It, um, yeah. You have almost nothing in common with, and yet your friendship continues over the decades. My next door neighbor. We were born one day apart, nothing in common, but he's my guy. Uh, yep. It's just, yeah. I, 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 I also like that Nehemiah mentioned, like, I'm invisible. Nobody's noticed me this entire game. And, like, not even us. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't won a single daily challenge, hasn't been, like, gone into elimination. Nobody's even considered him for elimination. So, con- congratulations, Nehemiah, for just, like, really just coasting through halfway through a game. They barely acknowledge like, yeah. his birthday. <laughs> He's like, it's my birthday, and a lot of other people's are close. Like, a group birthday. Oh. He, he smells really good. I'm going to be honest. Like, I met him in person. <laughs> he smells really good, and I remember... I, I remember... money on that. No, on All Stars 2, I remember Katie. He's like, damn, you smell good. I'm like, he does smell good. In per- like, he actually is a good-smelling man, and I think, I, think that, I think that's part of why people keep him around. Better because than, he like, smells good. He... <laughs> Okay, now <laughs> let's get to the women's heat, which was all over the place. Uh, at first, it looks like Naya's going to kill it. She gets her code faster than anyone. She, it looks like she's going to be amazing. Can't powderboard at all. She's out. Veronica looks like she's going to kill it. She gets her code second. Puts it in reverse. Doesn't even get her paddle. <laughs> Knocked out immediately. Sylvia can't scrape at all, even though she's used the sabotage, giving Johnny a chance to get the paddle. And most of the women have trouble paddleboarding, except for one person, Miss Kellyanne, who owns three paddleboards at home, which was just a, I don't know anyone who owns three paddleboards. Well, I, that was my first thought. I was like, why do you need three? Like, who needs three paddleboards? Because like, you, like, ro- you rotate them, and some of them have more, like... I, I think two paddleboards is completely uses. reasonable. I think the third paddleboard is excessive and unnecessary. I, Maybe like, she wants to have like paddleboard parties and like she wants to dream up some friends that are gonna go paddleboarding with her. <laughs> I mean, I have two. I have two skateboards. I have friends she... that like wakeboard and paddleboard, and they have tons of them. <laughs> I can't tell if this is just like a white person thing right now. No, 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 uh, no. Honest review. Do you think? What do you think of your boyfriend? I thought he's handsome. I think he's a good-looking dude. He's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Seems yeah, very cute. nice. Maybe one of the paddleboards is his, but random. And what for the dog? One for the dog. Random thing to point out. When Kellyanne was an alternate on Vendettas, there's a picture somewhere on the internet of her, Nicole Ramos, on a paddleboard together and Derek Kozinski on his own paddleboard. It's out there. She's been paddleboarding for years. She had she had the uh, element of surprise there. That's that's something that surprised me when they like explained the challenge. Like, yeah, and then you'll get on this paddleboard. Like, ha, ah, yeah, they're going to make them paddleboard. And then I was like, oh, oh, this is a skill that they expect them to have (laughs) i couldn't believe it when i saw the trailer i thought it was the final i'm like we never see them paddleboard on this show (laughs) also i think is that when she hooked up with derek in the same hotel room as rogan and nicole were hooking up was that that time yeah and Corey from big brother was also there yeah it's a whole thing what was he in the hookup what was he was he just watching i probably i don't know to be in spain who knows Anyways, Kellyanne kills it on the paddleboard. She's got lots of practice. 
And then, yeah, she gets to shore. And Wes, of all people, is like, all right. He's trying to coach her through the puzzle. And he mentions the fact that they are exes. After after all this time, after they did Rivals 3 together for the first time in over a decade, he actually mentions their relationship. That actually, that was a thing. It was a big storyline at one point in time. And much like Kellyanne, I also forgot. So I liked Kellyanne's reaction of just being like, oh, that was nice. But as a viewer, I'm just like, ugh, who cares? I know it honestly was endearing though. Like she was genuinely like touched that anyone was cheering for her. Like as much as I didn't want her to win, frankly, I I had I had a moment feeling like, oh, that's nice. Like everyone deserves to have at least one person cheering for them. I, and we've also had those moments with like certain exes where you see them at like the Starbucks. Like that wasn't a bad interaction. That was just I, I hope they're doing well. I hope they might get a Christmas card this year. That's what it felt like. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I wanted. I want to know. I know. I hate to bring back busted lash Beth, but like, she considered it to be cheating when people were helping John A during that elimination. So it's like, is it considered to be cheating if Kellyanne is getting help from Wes in the book of Beth? In the book of Beth, yes, probably. <laughs> but she wouldn't bring it up because she would have been rooting for Kellyanne, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because you know she would not have paddleboarded. I feel like it's a consistent complaint on these shows, though, like people getting outside help. Like I think about the season where Dee was listing the seasons in order and she yeah. knew none of them and Wes told her Ashley lost. Yeah, I hate that as an Ashley fan, but like it's an element of the game. Like they're played in front of groups and like even in that pivotal moment, you either have support or you don't. So like I get the frustration, but I also just don't care. Like it's part of the game. Well, I'm going to and this is this will be the only time. I use this sentence and then have anything follow it in D's defense <laughs> about that particular elimination <laughs> is that she is from Australia and Australia, they hadn't aired any of those, those past seasons. They have the internet though. Sounds I think. like a her problem. I don't know. Uh, well, Australia, I feel like Australia she got a lot more than Wi-Fi, that. Unlike England, Australia has Wi-Fi. Yeah. They have um, giant bugs and, so yeah, and okay. now they have D again. So Ronnie and Johnny eventually get to shore because Nia and Kayla can't paddleboard. Three out of the five treehouse don't even. Three out of the four treehouse don't even get a shot at the puzzle. Uh, Ronnie's actually killing the puzzle, but she misplaces one puzzle piece at the bottom of her tower, and she can't find it. So her puzzle is just like one piece short, and she's thinking, "What am I getting wrong? What am I getting wrong?" I gotta say, the treehouse. What the hell are you doing? Not she a, obviously not had a puzzle peep. piece. Yeah. Like, come on, tell her she has a puzzle piece missing. It's I, I can see it. Why can't they see it? And I get for Ronnie, like, she's tunnel vision. Like, let's get this done. She's at the third layer. Of course, she's not going to look at the base of the star to look for it. So, like, I can excuse her. But you're right. Anybody from the treehouse should be worried. Why are you not, like, looking all over trying to give her insight? It, I- ugh. I think I'm confused about when Kellyanne's dropped the first time, why she didn't just like take a step back and like really like reset or at one point start trying to build them like on the ground. I think that's what I would have done. And I feel like maybe she would have seen that she definitely had a piece missing if she was trying to build it flat instead of trying to stack it up. But I very much. Sorry. It very much made me feel like they weren't really rooting for Ronnie to win. The other treehouse members. Uh, it it seemed like it felt like a test. 
because they're like oh yeah. like like veronica was sort of saying like how like ronnie hasn't really wanted anything and how like she wants ronnie to be able to help the treehouse the way that they've been helping her or as much as they've been helping her i don't know like alex I, said i don't know why they, someone couldn't just be like hey yo your piece is right there i i disagree with that just because like like there's no test at this point in the game it just you don't want kellyanne or johnny to win especially after the sabotage and everything like there's just no test like at that point it's like you just like they don't care who like you could change ronnie's name to anyone as long as they're a treehouse member they want that person to win in that moment uh kellyanne feel like it kellyanne was about to win and then augusta win knocked down her puzzle in dramatic fashion and it, it was like i have to it was say funny Veronica's confessional, like, oh, this shows you how, like, the game could just turn upside down on her. I'm like, it wasn't even her fault. Augusta Wynn just came and knocked down her puzzle. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like she knocked it down. The wind knocked it down. But it was just showing how much they have, like, how much distaste they have for Galileo. I'm like, what? I like to think that production had, like, a remote that just had, like, a little (laughs) vibrating thing. And, like, Kelly got close to winning. Like, she's not had a meltdown yet. And they just buzzed it a little bit. Um, but no, in in her defense, I would be freaking out if that happened to me. She tried to ask, like, well, that's unfair. Are we getting, like, a reset or what's going on in that moment? Like, she actually like, thought no. it could happen. Um, what I always laugh about is, like, during these, like, reality competition shows, if it's something that involves, like, balance or something, like on Survivor when they do those, like, puzzles where they have to, like, move the ball into the right thing. Anyways, my family and I, when we watch it, we'll be, like, at the screen, like, thinking that we're affecting it at all. Like, I was making sure Jonathan did not win Survivor. I was like, uh-uh. <sighs> so, maybe I did that to Kellyanne? I don't know. My No, my friends laugh at me when we play fighting video games, and I'm actually, like, moving my arms and, like, stuff. But yeah, like, oh. That's how you drive. That's how you play Mario oh, Kart. Mario you Kart, have to yeah. move with it. A thousand percent. Uh, <laughs> eventually, though, Kellyanne's able to rebuild her puzzle. Ronnie can't find her piece. John A's just struggling with this type of puzzle. I have to say... These puzzles, like the the ones where you need the depth perception, those kill me. I I have I, I have no perception when it comes to that stuff. Like I was a good baseball player, but you, you hit a pop fly towards me, and I'm and I look terrible. I'll catch it, but I'm only catching it the last second once it's like near eye level. It's it's just not happening for me, and I get it. I'm mean, it's impressive that Kellyanne did well in this, and she pulls off the win, and she's just thrilled because it was her against the world. If she didn't win, she'd be going into elimination. And Sylvia's sick. Sick about it. She and I have to upset. I probably would have said the exact same thing that Sylvia said. I'm that same catty bitch, especially in that moment when like Ronnie was so close for so long. I'd have been like, oh fuck this bitch. Like seriously. There there is the element too where she just knows, like, like fuck, I'm going into elimination now. Yeah. I feel like we didn't hear enough from the rest of the trios. There's a lot of Sylvia. Not that I'm complaining, but, you know, I, I always want to hear more Kayla. True, but I feel like Kayla was more, like, matter-of-fact in her targeting of even Kendall and then Kellyanne, where Sylvia made the snot remarks that were intended to be jokes but not perceived as jokes. Um, and then I think just, like, even Sylvia being in the position of power, she did not sabotage Kellyanne, but it just still rubbed Kellyanne the wrong way. Uh, bless to be honest I, I feel like I'm not saying this is true or it's not I feel like they view Kayla as more of a threat than Sylvia so Sylvia is the easier person to like pick on in that situation I, I've seen you know Kayla laugh with, with Kellyanne I've seen them you know share a joke I've, I haven't seen that with Sylvia I, th- I think Kayla's just played a better social game and I think like that that 
her saying like she's sick really was like the nail in the coffin, like not the nail in the coffin, but it really hurt the treehouse because Naya hears it and she tells John A about it. And now like these three individuals who we've been all like all season, we've been like, why don't they unite? Sylvia's comment drove Naya directly to Kellyanne and it drove John A to Kellyanne after the sabotage. So Sylvia, like I, I love Sylvia. I think she's underrated, but she played this episode so poorly from the social strategic aspect like that the treehouse has just been killing the entire game. She really, she really fumbled the bag in a lot of ways. I, but in some ways too, I think Naya was being so melodramatic about that comment. And because Naya is not saying anything out loud to anyone other than apparently Kellyanne at this point, like how is Sylvie even supposed to know that Naya, that was going to bug her? Like Naya is a shadow on this show. Yeah. She's not doing anything. So I would have even noticed she was there. And also, I don't think Naya even cared. I think Naya just was securing her safety. Like, don't throw me in, throw Sylvia in. I do the same thing. I yeah. so quick I would be a rat about that. <laughs> and Kellyanne's reaction being like, oh, oh, I'm feeling vindictive. They're taking my light. Right. I'm like, ah, what did you like? Who oh, no, else my aura. They've unaligned my chakras. <laughs> what do I do now? I, I really like Kelly in this episode. I'm sorry I did. <laughs> uh, not, I got to say, Naya, though, she's had a lot of, like, little reactions like that in these episodes where she just, like, she's just off in her own little Naya world where she's where she just it's having these comments about different... Yeah. Um, and, and this was one of the moments where it actually came into being something that actually mattered in the game versus, like, just being in her own little Naya world. Um, we get back to the house. Ha- sorry, I just want to say I didn't hate Kelly in this episode as much as I did before um I'm sure it was based a lot on edits but I was like wow Sylvia's like coming off as like her like real world season mean girl Kellyanne I mean she showed why they're targeting her because she's really damn good at this game I mean she killed every part of it uh they get back to the house they have a birthday party 50 cents you know 50 cent is playing I'm always happy when we get some 50 cent playing personally I want to point Agreed. out it was it was Kayla and John A's actual birthday. <laughs> yeah, we we forgot it was Neopias. <laughs> yeah. The the women looked excellent in all their dresses in the, like in the episode. Like some of the men really looked ter- like really did not show up. I I'm, ta- I'm I'm not even going to pretend like I'm not like singling people out. Wes, MJ, Derek, put on a fucking suit. Do it. Everyone else looks amazing. <laughs> you guys look like schlubs out there compared to everyone else. Well, yes was gone, and he's clearly the best looking. Not up for debate, in my opinion. And um, oh, Indiana! <laughs> I did not even notice the men at all. I can't remember anything they were wearing because when you have all the women looking that good, I, it's just a waste of my attention. I try not to look at men uh, in general, uh, except of course for Alan and Luke, the only well, ones. A- it's so funny because Alan, you said that, and I'm I too like Zoe. I'm piecing together in my head. What were they wearing? Was Nehemiah wearing red? Someone no. had a hat, a sparkly top hat. I feel like because at I one point Brad, I saw like no. confetti glitter go in the air, and all I was so distracted by the idea that I would be so infuriated to have like glitter confetti thrown on me because like okay, you're Zach. not getting that out for but you're not getting that out for weeks. It's it's Pride Month. I I got glitter all over me all the time. I have to say, the um, 
environment in me was like, I'm so glad they've put, set off those confetti cannons inside and not outside. <laughs> you know they got that good Dyson in there, too. <laughs> reuse that next season. Mm. Or just <laughs> reuse, never mind, I'll say that later, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the big part of this uh, birthday is it, is it comes into Sylvia and Kellyanne having a talk on the couch in their dresses. I thought they both looked phenomenal, I'll be honest. I thought they both looked great. Um, and it was one of the most, it was one of the best conversations I've ever watched on television because they had so much snark, distaste for each other, a lot of condescension, and they both like pretended to smile. They both pretended a lot of stuff was going on that it wasn't. It was, it was just... I was on my toes the entire time. It made me almost as uncomfortable as the confessional between Beth and Veronica. Like, I was like, oh, God, like, this needs to end. Like, I, my whole body (laughs) was cringing. Well, what's funny to me is, like, I I feel like Sylvia has the people skills to be able to, like, in that situation, okay, yeah, found my friendly face. Kellyanne does not. Like, her face says it all. And the second she even feels the emotion, it slips out of her mouth and her neck starts to twitch and she starts to go. And I had to go back and watch it a couple of times. Just, it made me uncomfortable, but it was funny because those girls do not like each other. It was giving very much like happy hour on Zoom for work. You know, where you kind of have to put on that face and you're like, okay, yeah, all right, yep. I I love Kellyanne being like, oh yeah, I like all you girls, but uh, I'm tired of pretending to be friends. Uh, It was just like, she was just contradicting herself. Uh, I, I did think it was funny, though, like the moment where Kellyanne actually like opened herself to maybe working with Sylvia. And so he's like, well, you could you could go after Johnny and Naya. And like they were able to schmooze Kendall early in the season because Kendall plays with her heart. But ever since like Kellyanne debuted on the show, she's been headstrong. She's not dumb. You can't manipulate her like that. And she's like, well, that's just not going to happen. And I think I think Sylvia actually even just saying that out loud was very insulting. But what else was she going to say? It just, it's just insulting to Kellyanne's intelligence to think she could get away with that. She could have given the leverage to Kellyanne to be like, okay, who are you thinking? And if she would have said Kayla or Veronica, who, let's be honest, arguably are probably Sylvia's closest. I mean, Ronnie's there, but she's definitely on the outs of that alliance. Like, sure, let her have the leverage. But to say the two other girls that are not in your alliance, it's just like, okay, Sylvia. I feel like if I was Kellyanne and I genuinely wanted to like work with the treehouse i'd be going after derek i'd be like hey let's talk he's i think he's still a part of it i think he's in that alliance right yeah he's also there um yeah i'd be going i'd be going to talk to him Eh, not much of a conversation there really (laughs) well i didn't say if she wanted this like incredibly intelligent conversation I, i i think I mean, even if you were like, okay, Sylvia, I'm throwing you in. Who are you likely to call out? Or like, or Sylvia said, if you're if you're calling me in, uh, who do you want me to call out? Because then she gets a name out of Kellyanne's mouth, I think more likely, and then she could use that to create some drama, and then for the like the long term game, like really mess up Kellyanne's game. Uh, instead, I think Sylvia just like really missed the mark, uh, got frustrated, and just didn't really play that smart. Uh, I did find it funny how she's like, oh, she's going on a power trip. I'm like, well, yeah, she's in power. She earned she earned it by winning a very hard daily challenge. That's uh, where you go on a power trip is you 
<laughs> power. But as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we see Sylvia play really poorly, but we also see her be a good stepmom on a oh, Skype call. And it's it just like so sweet. It's like we see we see the best and worst of both these characters over the last few weeks. So like if you're cheering for Sylvia, you really like attach yourself to her. And you people who hate her are like, oh wow, she's actually like a good person still. Like it really makes you feel compl- like conflicted and there's depth there. And it's something we don't get with the main show and I love it. I am so glad that you brought that up because I was going to if you didn't. Like step mama bear, Sylvia, like getting on her stepson's asked about his grades. I just was like so proud of her and so endeared to her and it was just like genuine love like I think it's so amazing and adorable that she was checking up on her stepson's grades while she was on this show like I I don't have enough words and being a step parent is not easy and when you throw yourself all the way in in a role like that and are clearly like a hundred percent invested. I just have so much respect for step parents in in that way. And Shout out to step parents. Yeah, it, it, I just I thought she was amazing, and I I thought it was so cool and such a good example for anyone watching this show. I thought it was equally as sweet when Kellyanne talked about wanting to open the animal shelter. <laughs> I would like to note that I thought it was really good that they showed Sylvia and her. Her, her stepmother um, adventure, her new journey with that, because a lot of the times, you know, with like the Corys of the world, the Corys like, I'm doing it for Ryder and Mila. And it's always like a highlight of like the dads. And there'll be like some highlight of the moms. And, you know, the moms will get so much shit on Twitter where like, go home and take care of your kid. Can't win. It's also just so crazy to think about because like, the last time we saw Sylvia was Final Reckoning, and I'm like, what do I remember? Uh, her headbutting Marie. That That's what I remember. And I'm like, now we jump to here. It's only been a few years, but it's like she has a whole different life. She's a whole new person, and it's 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 it's, it's lovely to watch. We love to see it. We get to the, the, the deliberation between Brad and Kellyanne. That's a storyline, like I mentioned in the preseason, that like they're never going to acknowledge with the, the history that those two have. But... Moving away from it, uh, they come to agreement that, like, Brad will just decide who goes in for the men, and she'll decide who goes in for the women. It leads to the least amount of conflict. Very simple. Kellyanne obviously throws in Sylvia. He throws in MJ. Go to the elimination now. Like, pretty simple. That, that's, that's it. Let's go to the elimination. Uh, they see it's going to be a puzzle or a maze, something mental. Sylvia, she's like, all right, I can either call out Naya or John A because of the two non-treehouse members. I'm, I'm already shown that I'm afraid of Johnny in a puzzle. I'm calling out Naya. Also because I haven't seen Naya do anything this season, which is fair. MJ looks at everyone and he's like, well, Derek, it's your time. Like, we're friends, but I'm, I'm taking you in a puzzle no, like every day of the week. I think both smart decisions. And I've seen lots of people on Twitter, like, lashing at, at Sylvia saying, like, how dare you say that about Naya, she's not done anything. And that's not to say that we dislike her or like anything like that. She just has been a body. And then as far as throwing Derek in, so funny. Because if you're going to take someone out in a puzzle, it's probably going to be Derek. I have to say about Derek's um, headband choice, I thought that he – it was a white headband for anyone that didn't see. It was quite large. 
I thought it was a bandage. And I thought that I missed some sort of injury. <laughs> so I had he, to like pause he, he it. He threw himself into his, in, into his puzzle and cracked his yeah. head open. It's a very like Derek thing. We saw him do that pole wrestle with Joss. Yeah, the the elimination itself was just a maze. It was just a maze where after at the end you would uh, and mini golf. Yeah, you would do one mini uh, golf type putt into a hole. It was a really dumb elimination. I'm gonna be real with you. Was 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 really underwhelming, especially for this late in the game. Uh, we see Naya and Sylvia play first, and I think when Ever TJ blows the horn as a puzzle, people try to frantically solve it. It's a maze. You got to take your time and take a step back and just look at where you're going. Because if you go into a dead end, that's more devastating than being like taking your time and being right. I also want to point out in the maze portion of this, Jordan beat Sylvia. Yeah. That that's what <laughs> Jordan beat the treehouse. Where the hell is the treehouse doing in direct? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and let me just say this too you were talking about the rules and how like it's really anybody's game they put in a west confessional where west is like this is genuinely an elimination game that i would be so scared to go into because anybody could win or lose and i think editors put that in there like oh yeah we're gonna highlight how random our eliminations are but if anything it just showcases like this is faulty maybe not even faulty is the best word but this is just lame like there's no skill really involved here aside from can you figure out where the pole goes and can you get the ball in the hole it was very much a carnival game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, well, I, it wasn't like even this, like you a, could see this yeah. on Big Brother and not be surprised to see this on Big Brother. Oh, how like, embarrassing! What, yeah. I'll be honest. When I think of carnival games, I think of games that actually take like some problem solving and some skill. This didn't even take much of that. It really felt like a coin flip at times. Like, yeah, Jordan did a good job in directing Naya, and she did a great job in listening. Uh, and Naya hitting the pole in one, sh- hitting the ball in one shot looked very impressive. When we saw what happened with the men, uh, it's a tough one. But let, let's talk about Sylvia losing first, because I think it's a tough loss, because Sylvia outright has been a much better player than I all season. There's, like, zero debate about that. So her to lose in this fashion, it's really – it's just frustrating, because she was the more deserving player. I I, I really like Naya. I think if they played a physical elimination, Naya had a really good chance, because Naya's, like, an athlete. She's a giant. She's, a you know, she's really tall. Uh, but we didn't get to see them have, like, a true elimination. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the Sylvia showing, even with this kind of like weird exit. She posted an Instagram today like I was expecting just a two week vacation because she was an alternate at first. And just like last minute, she was put on the final cast. And I think it shows not that she's ever been timid on the show, but she like really went out and played with her heart. And she like made an alliance. She made big moves. She was in the top three multiple times. She was the top one last week. So I hate it for the same reasons you just said. But it was a great showing. I have to say, Naya was such a like graceful winner. Like, sure, she like threw the thing down after because like I would do the same thing. Cause I'd be like, fuck this stupid game. <laughs> but she was like hugging Sylvia afterward and like I don't know, very, very classy. There's something really comical though about someone like chucking and like chucking their star that Super Mario wand, screaming. <laughs> yeah. After just playing, like, a kid's puzzle, like, there's (laughs) something about that that's just, like, you can't help but kind of laugh. Like, I get it. It's still all the money on the line, but in that moment, it's like, good job. You did it. In a school classroom. I will will say she did actually get up and, like, begin to, like, 
celebrate halfway as it was towards the goal because she knew it was in immediately. Like that was that was that was the that was the impressive part of it. Uh, and yeah, I felt like her and Jordan were having sex even though they were 40 feet apart with how they were celebrating in that moment. They were just on each other. They were the same way like the entire time that elimination. I just ate dinner. Thanks though. <laughs> <laughs> The men's heat goes. Uh, MJ goes into a few dead ends. Derek gets, I mean, a few right pass. I think Derek had the crowd on his side as well. Uh, and then Derek takes 87 putts to get the ball in the hole. Brad says the word divot 95 times. It was, it, it I was felt like his he was word being, of the day calendar. I feel like he was being paid to say the word divot. At one point, I thought to myself, as like, Derek should have just, like, dragged his heel through the sand from the hole to the line. <laughs> just, like, sent it. Um, and Wouldn't going back to Derek having the crowd on the side, where the hell was John A? I know she could have helped MJ get through that thing. What was she doing? Was she just so stressed she couldn't even talk? I felt the same thing. And, like, because she just stood there and looked frantic, quite honestly. And, like... <laughs> I don't understand, especially after just seeing how how easily one person in the stands could win it for someone else. Why she wouldn't say, OK, head in the game. Let's go. I want to make a note. Um, John A did say how poor her vision was when Beth when Beth came in as the alternate. And I can say as someone that also has very poor vision, like for distance, there's not a chance in hell I'd be able to tell anyone how to be doing that maze. That's legit. Actually, there's no way I would have been able to see that far. Johnny's also always been a really good listener, but she's never really been like a great, like loud communicator. She's someone who like looks at a puzzle and thinks pensively and then like the answer comes to her brain and she just solves it with her hands. She's not someone who visually sees and directs people. That's what Jordan's like great at. And that's what like, there are certain people, I think Jordan, I think Wes, I think Ashley are really good at just seeing things and telling people how, like, how to direct people in certain places. Um, it, it, is, it is a skill in its own right, communication and stuff like that. Um, so I, maybe that's what it comes down to because she couldn't even, you know, tell him what to do in the moment. Plus MJ was just going as fast as he could. So I think uh, he had given up at that point. Yeah, MJ gets beat. Um, and like it was a dumb game. I it was just a dumb elimination, and it, it was. I'm more mad because to like I I'm still waiting for MJ to prove to me he's a great competitor. <laughs> like l- like last season he just coasted by. They did poorly in the final. John A solved the equation for them to win. It was a paper championship, and he had the ego that he dominated people like Yes did. Then he comes into this season. He made it to a couple authorities, like a couple third-place finishes. But he he still hasn't showed me that he's on the level of the other guys in the house. Like, I don't think you're better than Nehemiah. I don't think you're better than – I definitely don't think you're better than Brad, but you carry yourself like you are. I just want to see you be an actual champion-level player. I – I also want to say that Naya had a very classy win and Derek did not. Derek was doing Nehemiah his touchdown had, dance. Nehemiah had the line of the episode, right? Five bucks. He hurt himself. So, <laughs> like, yeah. On it. And I was like, is this how he gets his head injury? I like how he, he, he uh, channels his inner uh, Lucky the Leprechaun. When he's like, oh, I got your lucky stars. And he actually did look very much like a leprechaun in that moment with the little, little hat. As an Irish woman, we do not accept. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nope. 
<laughs> back to MJ though, like I would I would very much agree that he came to the season very like prideful almost. And in some senses, I'll say that John ate it as well. However, she can back that up. Top performing female, all stars one. When she was not in shape, she just had a baby, like she was re-emerging into this world that is the challenge. Last season she had a great showing socially, whatever. I can I can give her credit why she would be cocky, but MJ not so much, especially with an injury. And I don't know if he's overcompensating or what, but I am a little bit happy to see him go because I think that frees up John A's mind of having to worry about what he does, who's coming after him. Um, you know, John A cares deeply about her partner, and I know MJ is not her partner on this season, but they act as one, so she can just focus on herself and play her game. Maybe MJ could take a season off. Not that I don't want to see him on my screen. But I will say I could have done one more week of both rivalries. I would have liked to see it play out for just at least one more week. Um, I think it might get a little stale, at least on the men's side without it. Um, The girls still have a little bit of a a little bit of spice going on over there, but we'll see. So that's what I want to talk about next. Uh, The men's side of the game. It's now 5v1. It's Jordan versus everyone. If Jordan does not win next week, he's going into elimination. Uh, if it's a physical elimination, Jordan will probably, I mean, he'll probably call either Derek or Nehemiah. If it, if, you know, because those are probably people he feels most comfortable in elimination with. If Jordan wins the daily challenge, though, there are really interesting outcomes. Because he'll probably throw Wes into elimination. Wes would then probably call it either Derek no, he's probably playing out Derek. I don't know who else Wes would call or out. Mark, depending on what it is. No, I think Wes respects Mark. I think that huh. Wes doesn't really respect anybody like that. Like, I think he respects him, but I think he thinks it's deep enough in the game to like, okay, if I can take out Mark, I'll take out Mark. But, yeah, if something physical means Derek's really the only option. But I guess it depends on the kind of physicality, too. Like, an endurance thing, I'd much rather have Mark than Derek. I can kind of see Jordan pulling the same move he did with Bananas where he's going to, like, try to get himself in so he can, like, take out the best. Not if he... I don't... No. Jordan's learned from that. He could throw in Brad, too, because if he sees Brad as a big threat, because Brad, I mean, he has been a big threat this game. And Brad would probably call out... He'd probably also call out Derek. And I'll only shake my head to the Jordan thing because there's a preseason clip where it says, would you rather earn your stripes or coast? And Jordan said in this season's promo, like, I used to try to earn my stripes. There's no point. Make it there however you make it. Don't don't step out of your way. So I think if he's going to stick to it. Yeah, but it'd be strange to say something and then change up like three weeks later. Yeah, I just I think I think he's grown from that point. I think I think he gets it. The woman's side just got really scary for the treehouse because lose, like, losing Sylvia has them looking really weak because now you have Kellyanne, who is a cardio beast and is just, like a great player, John A, who's last year's champion and is good at everything, and Naya, who is an athlete and a, like, a, like a pretty big player. They're now united. So, like Sylvia's gameplay united them, so it's going to be those three going against Ronnie, who hasn't won anything, Veronica, who is incredibly intelligent, but physically a bit limited, and Kayla. And Kayla's been amazing this season, but she's taking on a lot of the, like, athletic aspect of, of, of like, what the Alliance needs. So 
the treehouse isn't looking good anymore. Yeah, where where NJ leading was great for John A's game, Sylvia leading is horrible for Kayla's. Sylvia is a very effective shield. Like 10 times out of 10 on any of her seasons, she's a great shield. And it totally flips it because you're right. Ronnie and Veronica. Ronnie had a wide open layup in that daily challenge, and she was too laser focused on what was right in front of her to see it. Not like that could happen to anybody, but like that's indicative of her performance this entire season at this point. I'd love to be proven wrong. I would she's, she's good, but she's not. There's just something missing. Yeah, she's just not at the top. And they need her to be at the top if they're going to make it through the next couple eliminations. I'll tell you what, though. Those editors pissed me right the fuck off when they show this lovely confessional of Ronnie being like, yeah, I want to, like, my kids have never seen me compete. And I want them to see, like, like, mom's a winner. And then they show her losing because she didn't realize one of her puzzle pieces was missing. And I was like, don't dog her like that. (laughs) So mean. Yeah. Okay, here's the hypothetical. Kellyanne wins the daily challenge. She puts Kayla in elimination. It's a physical elimination. Let's say it's a pole wrestle or a hall brawl. Do you think there's a chance Kayla puts her calls down Veronica? Do you think there's a chance? Because like Kayla plays to win the game. Nia and Johnny aren't layups, and Ronnie, even though she hasn't like done much, she has. A, I mean, look at. I mean, she has some like some crazy good arms and traps. Like I wouldn't want to face her. In something like that. I think Kayla plays to win. And I don't think she wouldn't call out Naya. She wouldn't call out Sylvia because she is loyal to her. I wouldn't be so sure she wouldn't call out Ronnie just because I don't think Ronnie has like that grit to her. Um, but given the circumstances, Kayla's not going to like throw herself on the blade just to protect her alliance. This is, no, this is just if she's in by, by, by Kellyanne's voucher and she has to call someone out for her safety. Because, like, Veronica would be a layup for her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way that she calls out Nye or John A just to not spite her alliance members. I don't know. Kayla's Kayla's pretty loyal. I think that maybe she might call out John A. Like, John A, you don't really see her do a lot of headbangers, right? The only thing that I could see that would make a little sense to me, like, I agree, I think Kayla's pretty loyal, is if she was totally freaking out about potentially having to go against Nye or John A, is Veronica just saying, like, just pick me? Like, I don't, I think Veronica knows on some level that there's the chances of her winning are slim to none. Um, that I could see happening, potentially. I, If I was Veronica, I'd be like, don't pick me. I really don't want to get injured. <laughs> I will say, Alan, what a strange hypothetical to bring to the table. <laughs> I didn't think my, it was that strange. It was just um, something I was considering because I was looking at all the different permutations and I was like, I wouldn't put it past Kayla because I, I it, it's not even that I think like that, like low of her as like, as like not loyal, but I just think she's such a good cutthroat player. And I think this close to the game, she knows she has a real shot of winning. So might as well like book your ticket to the final. And that, that, that's what, where it comes from. Yeah. Here's what I think is the most pertinent hypothetical. If Ronnie notices the missing piece early on and places it, she's likely throwing in Kellyanne because she's the main target. It doesn't make Naya mad. It doesn't make John A mad. It's likely Kellyanne. Who does Kellyanne call in? I think when she sees it, there's a good chance she would pick Kayla over Sylvia. Yeah, I do too. Unless Veronica. being completely 
Um, no, she wouldn't take Veronica in a puzzle. No, that would be dumb. I think she would take Veronica in most things. Because in that ring toss challenge, she was going after only Veronica. Um, but in a puzzle, no, you don't want to. You don't want to face Veronica in anything mental. And we have to. Be- Kayla's getting the sabotage next week, right? Like that's the only. Oh yeah. Sense. And it's gonna be trivia next week. I'm so excited. Sorry, when you when you said puzzle, I won't lie, I did zone out because there was an ant crawling up my screen. It's the only thing I could focus on. So. so who's winning next week? Are we taking bets? I got John A and Wes. Yeah, like I yeah. A lot of the men left aren't really that smart. Well, that's not true, but I'll digress. I th- I think Wes for sure is the smartest, and then John A clearly love Kayla, not the smartest girl. Veronica's a little bit out in her own world. Ronnie's outdated, and then Kellyanne's just crazy. Naya, maybe. She's not a dumb girl. Oh, she was know. good. She was good at trivia on X's too. It was just Leroy who got all their questions wrong. We don't know what Ronnie's like trivia strengths are at. We also don't That's know what true. kind of trivia questions we'll see. Yeah. It might not be old challenge stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been our episode this week. Uh <laughs> I hope you guys all had a great time. I had a great time. My friends are beautiful. They have great smiles. They're just so charming. Uh, <laughs> make sure to follow us on Twitter. Follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. Luke at Final Reckoning with an I. Zoe on Twitter at Nani Gonzalez. Myself on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. Caffeine Confessionals podcast on Instagram. CF Confessionals on Twitter. CaffeineConfessionals.com to get links to our Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. Drop us a like. Also, we have a Challenge USA CBS edition podcast where we react to the cast photos dropping in a day or two on Thursday or Friday. It's me, me, Luke, and Paige from uh, Most Likely 2Pod and Pretty Petty on TikTok. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. But I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys about this amazing episode. The challenge is so awesome, isn't it? <laughs> the enthusiasm here is are you being held at some sort of gunpoint? There's someone behind my closet right here. Oh my god, I'm terrified. It's Wes. It's me. <laughs> What's that? Bounty towels? You got bounty? You're a bounty guy? Yeah, my washer and dryer. <laughs> oh, he got schmutty. He got that no, bounty. I'm a teacher. No. Oh, he got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast. Have a great day. Stay gay.